Ahoy and welcome in to another mind-expanding episode of Not Allowed to Die, your podcast about mental health, where I, Dan Magler, social worker and life enthusiast, answer your questions about mental health and pull back the curtain on how mental health treatment works. Alongside me, as always, is Mariska, the three-toothed Patterdale Terrier, and you may hear her licking her paws in the background. And it was, it's, it was a bit of a hard day for Mariska because it's very hot outside and she's a little black dog and she does not love the heat. And we know the best way to help Mariska with her paws, with everything else, is to rate and review the podcast. So remember, you can follow <laughs> us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on YouTube. And Mariska wants to me to remember to bring attention to the fact that we're doing this in part to promote Paws for Patrick. So if you know a young person with emotional health issues who could benefit from an emotional support animal, please tell them to go to pawsforpatrick.org so we can help connect them to an animal who can be there for them when they need it the most. Now, you know, listeners, that Mariska gets super excited when we have a guest, and she's particularly excited today because we've got Dr. Alexander Juanu. He's the creator of the Transformational Acupuncture System. During his 40-year medical career as a family physician, he's been consulted over 300,000 times and has witnessed firsthand the complex interrelationship between mind, body, and spirit. He's one of Australia's thought leaders in the management of depression and other mental illnesses. So Dr. Joanna, or Dr. Alex, as we're going to call you from this point yeah, forward, sure. thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Well, thanks for having me on, Dan. I was wondering if you could tell us a little bit about your, you, you I, I'm really, as the listeners of the podcast know, I'm mm. very interested in acupuncture and the way that it can help us in a variety of ways. And a lot of your career hasn't been mm. just about that. But I'm wondering no. if you could tell us a little bit about how you discovered the transformational power that acupuncture can have for things like depression and mental illness. Yes. Well, thanks. Um, yeah, it's a, a long story, but <laughs> which could fill a few hours talking. But um, I guess uh, the real focus for me was that I'd been doing acupuncture for uh, about 10 to 15 years when I came across a, a new method of acupuncture, which was working on the the level of the consciousness of the mind um, through manipulating chakras. I mean, it seems uh, strange to me, but uh, that the Hindu system of chakra energy and the Chinese system of acupuncture have developed in parallel over the last two or 3,000 years, but there hadn't been any crossover understanding between the two. But the, uh, the chakras are acupuncture points. Okay. And so, therefore, you can use acupuncture to manipulate the chakra energy. So I'd gotten involved in, in that as one side of my mind. And the, the other side of my mind is I, I like helping people, the patients that come along to me. So these were people who weren't regular meditators or into mind, body, spirit stuff. They had real problems. And, and I had one particular patient who's uh, in her 60s uh, with uh, quite widespread osteoarthritis in her hands and in her uh, hips and knees particularly. And her GP, who is also a doctor in our practice, had put her on some opioid painkillers. So, and she didn't like the idea of taking them because uh, of the side effects and addictive nature. So I started giving her this form of acupuncture, which can generally, uh, I found, help pain relief. But the thing was, after, well, two or three weeks, she got off the opioids and just needed the occasional Panadol. But the thing was, after a couple of months of treating her, she said, can I stop my antidepressants? And I'd say, well, tell me about that. And she said she'd been on them for 16 years and she didn't feel like she needed them anymore. 
And I thought, well, maybe it's just because, uh, you know, she didn't really need to be on it for 16 years and nobody had ever stopped it. But I checked the notes and um, the other doctor had tried weaning her off the antidepressants the year before. And within a few short weeks, she her depression came back again. So he put them back on, on the medication. So anyway, I was quite uh, ginger about reducing her dose, but we did. And um, lo and behold, she got off it and not only... Uh, didn't the depression return, but she actually started feeling happier and joyful even. And it just so happened that it was around Christmas time and uh, it came to her attention when some Christmas carolers came to her door and started singing Christmas carols and she burst into tears and it was uh, tears of joy and happiness. Uh, and she said she hadn't felt that feeling for, she couldn't remember how long uh, since she had felt that happy and joyous. So... My wife, who's also a doctor, says, look, you've got to start checking this out, see what's going on with your patients. Because I'd had a number of patients telling me how happy they felt and uh, and that they were getting on with their spouses better and they were handling problems at work so much better. So then I uh, found half a dozen patients who had uh, you know, diagnosed depression and I just treated them and monitored them over a year and, uh, and they all improved and... Uh, to the point of getting off medications and and the and despite stopping the acupuncture treatment, the the depression not returning, even yeah, you know, like a year or two later. It's pretty incredible and very exciting. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> what is it about this new method of acupuncture that you found that you feel like delivers more dividends in this mental health space? Yeah, what, you know, what's the difference between if I, like, so I went once for an acupuncture session, just because I was curious about it. What yeah. would you, what, what, when you're teaching acupuncturists, mm. what, what are you encouraging them to do differently to tap in? Is it, is it a different <clears throat> knowledge of the chakras or tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, most of the acupuncture points are just the familiar acupuncture points that acupuncturists already know. So it's not too hard for them to pick it up, but it's the combination of the needle points. <clears throat> Uh, using sacred geometry to form patterns uh, with the uh, needling mm -hmm. seems to give the, the total uh, pattern more power than you would expect from the choice of individual needles. Um, I don't know if it's because it's stimulating certain areas of the brain and the, the fact that you put the needles in in a particular order, you're stimulating one part of the brain and then you stimulate another part of the brain and it's usually on the left-right basis. And, um, uh, yeah, it just, well, I've, I've taught in Australia now about, um, about 30 odd acupuncturists this method and it's like they, and, and I did it in a workshop setting so that they actually experienced treating each other mm -hmm. and, and it's like they start the workshop, you know, like on a Friday afternoon and they're all sort of feeling pretty dead from, from a busy week. And, and then they think, oh, now we've got a two-and-a-half-day workshop ahead of us. But by the end of the workshop, uh, they're really buzzing and excited and feeling energised and uh, can't stop talking about <laughs> how it felt because, um, I don't know, it seems to be a more powerful treatment. Uh, and well, certainly, uh, you know, even from the very first treatment, uh, a lot of patients will feel the shift in their mental state uh, starting to happen. Well, it sounds like it's unlocking something from an energy standpoint. Mm. And we know that often, you know, one of the most common symptoms of depression is an absence of energy. And in talking to you before, you know, you pointed out that medication 
can't cure depression. It can only reduce some of the symptoms. Yeah. And so what have you found that in acupuncture in a way is helping people to tap into more of a positive energy? Yeah, yes. I mean, the whole uh, system of uh, medical training, uh, doctors are trying to look for symptoms and signs mm -hmm. to treat disease. But, uh, you know, the World Health Organization's definition of health is that it's a state of complete physical, mental and social well-being, not merely the absence of disease or infirmity. Uh, it's a big statement. And there's probably not too many people in the world who are in a state of complete physical, mental and social well-being. Um, but it's, it's possible. And if you're in that state, you are in a happy state. But the doctors are trained to look for disease really and treat a depression like a disease but it's not a disease it's a they call it a disorder a, a, a lack of order in the mind uh, as are all mental illnesses so um you know doctors with medications too you, you're just trying to reduce the level of depression but uh, and so if if your level of depression is reduced then the doctor's happy that mm -hmm. uh, that is achieved his task um, but it doesn't mean that the person is feeling happy. Well, and not only yeah. that, but so many doctors, you know, in particularly in, in the United States, they poo-poo when I have, have clients will say, well, I'm gaining weight, I'm having a lack mm. of libido, yes. I'm having these other serious side effects. But the doctor, yes. if, if, if I, you know, the doctor says, but you don't want to kill yourself anymore. And that mm. feels adequate. And unfortunately, yeah. and particularly in the US, and I don't know how it is in Australia, there is no like the model is set up that people only get compensated if there's a problem and insurance can yes, identify totally. it and they can reduce it and yeah. but there isn't much for the way of positive health and people doing yes. things to promote you know exercise Absolutely. and healthy things like that yes now totally. in australia is it any different are people able to get um coverage for getting things like acupuncture if well, there's a disorder or something? yeah well under the medicare system in australia uh, australians are entitled to uh, gets a, a, a rebate for acupuncture if it's if it's performed by a doctor okay and also um you know like chiropractors and so forth are included in that sort of system so yeah it makes my life easier as a doctor and also the fact that i am a doctor i say to patients look you know they, they've known me for years and mm -hmm. so they built up a trust and i say well just try it and see there <laughs> you go so it's not so scary or threatening when i when i'm offering it to them how did you get your original interest in sort of more this Eastern, whether it's uh, acupuncture or mm -hmm. chakras and things like that? Where did you first get exposed to that? Yeah, yeah. Well, just like a lot of doctors, it was through my own health problems. Okay. You know, up till the age of uh, in my mid thirties, I was just uh, you know Western trained, and that was my thinking, and and I thought uh, medicine had a complete understanding of the body, and then I happened to develop Crohn's disease, which is. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's quite a nasty bowel condition. I was working hard at the time and I thought my my uh, t tummy upsets and um, pain and uh, lack of energy was all just due to being overworked, which I was at the time. I was seeing 250 patients plus a week, which is pretty insane. Yeah. But um, uh, the thing was... Uh, um, I ended up having to have uh, antibiotics for a week and then surgery and they cut out a couple of feet of my intestine. And I talked to the surgeon afterwards, uh, you know, it took some time to recover, of course, but, uh, and I'd lost uh, 15 kilos in the, in the process. Wow. 
uh, and I'm not a big person. And um, yeah, he said, I, I said, like, what sort of diet should I follow? You know, it seemed a logical question to me. Mm -hmm. And he said, oh, you're cured. Eat anything you like. And I go, oh, really? And he says, yeah. So I did. And but then within six weeks, I started getting symptoms again. Hmm. So that started sort of um, undermining my faith in a medical system to know everything. And fortunately, a, a doctor, a friend of mine was uh, into uh, mega doses of vitamins and diets and all this strange stuff. It seemed to be strange stuff at the time. Uh, this was in the uh, mid 90s. And um, yeah, he put me on mega doses of vitamins and got me on a gluten-free, dairy-free, wheat-free, meat-free, nut-free diet, which was really restrictive. But the thing is, my symptoms disappeared and I started getting better, a whole lot better. And um, But I, then I did get a, a recurrence a year later, so I was feeling a disillusioned and disappointed then. And another, a friend of mine said to see a friend of hers who was a shiatsu therapist, and I'm going like, what's a shiatsu therapist? <laughs> but... Uh, yeah, I literally uh, in the space of one treatment, uh, the mass that was forming in my abdomen uh, disappeared in the hour's treatment. Oh. And I'm saying this is remarkable. And uh, and um, I'd seen a specialist the day before and had further tests which confirmed the Crohn's disease had come back in, in full force and started me on steroids. But I'd literally only had one tablet of mm -hmm. prednisone before the treatment and i talked to the specialist a week later and he's saying oh it's prednisone's marvelous stuff and i said well look i only had one tablet uh, and then i went to this uh, therapist but he, he wasn't interested in that therapist mm -hmm. but that really sparked my whole interest in uh, the concepts of uh, of chinese medicine and uh, around that time uh, i got involved in interest in a touch for health course, which is uh, uses kinesiology techniques. So that opened my mind further to, okay, there's other ways of looking at the body than the traditional Western approach. And uh, and then there was uh, some doctors who were in it, formed a, an acupuncture society in Australia, put on a half day workshop and I attended it. And I thought this was just mind blowing. The fact that the Chinese have worked out stuff, uh, you know, hundreds, Thousand, you know, a couple of thousand years ago and they developed a whole system of medicine based on uh, their view of the body which is looking at it from a functional viewpoint rather than from a organ based mm -hmm. viewpoint and uh, yeah it just really uh, blew my mind and and I just from this half day workshop just tried putting in a couple of uh, needles into patients <laughs> and lo and behold they said they felt better and uh I thought they were just uh, humoring me at first, but <laughs> they kept coming back and asking if I could treat this or whether I could treat that. So that spurred me into learning more and more. And uh, yeah, I haven't looked back since. I, uh, initially, I was offering acupuncture as a last resort, you know, mm -hmm. people who uh, couldn't tolerate drugs. This was mainly for chronic pain and not, you know, feeling really. Uh, disillusioned and downhearted about the whole thing and uh, the acupuncture was improving and but uh, it was wasn't till a few years later when i had that patient with the 16-year uh, depression but it twigged that there's something really powerful going on here i think you know the people like you who started out as skeptics 
you know, mm. they, they are the most credible often because your story yeah. comes from a place where you weren't just necessarily believing this and you actually had the medical yes. training and you'd seen all these other things. Yes. What do you think, you know, our, our current system is so entrenched in mm. not wanting to give things like acupuncture a yeah, chance, yeah. you know, call it woo-woo. What do you think the, the big pushback is from so many people who are, who are closed to the idea yeah, of what this yeah. could be doing for people? Well, I've tried doing my part by uh, writing a book called Stick It to Depression, Another Tool in Your Doctor's Bag. And I've written it specifically for the you know, general practitioners and family physicians to read it because I, I detail my medical, my my journey from Western medicine through to mm -hmm. understanding all these other aspects of, uh, of viewing the body, mm -hmm. as well as detailing uh, cases and, and, and sort of trying to explain where yeah, medicine sort of going off the rails with the way we try to treat depression, particularly. I mean, yeah, just one little study I mentioned is that uh, if a patient goes into the doctors saying I'm depressed, if they mention a drug by name, like oh, a friend of mine suggested I try Prozac or whatever mm -hmm. the favorite brand at the time is, uh, they're 17 times more likely to get a script for that drug mm -hmm. than if they don't mention drug therapy at all. That's interesting. But again, oh, yeah. if they if they go in and they mention acupuncture, I wonder what yes. their doctor will say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, at least around the, I mean, the town I'm in, there's about 80 doctors and uh, and a, a fair percentage of them are, are referring their patients to me now for treatment of depression. And I, I think that's great because, and I think that's partially probably because you've earned that trust. You have a reputation yeah. and, and whatnot. Yes. And, and I think particularly in the United States, we have such a psychopharmacological model. Mm. And unfortunately, psychiatrists and the people who we're going to for the treatment of depression, so often if a person says, well, I don't want any medication, then mm. they're like, well, then there's really nothing I can do for you. Yes. And so it I feels agree. like people are stuck. And yeah. I think there's, when I talk to people who are starting medication, I'll say for the people I work with, and this is just anecdotally, 50% mm. of the people I work with, the first medication they try does not turn out to be a good fit for them. Yes. And I think for people who try other things, if they try mm. exercise, if they try diet change, if they try acupuncture, there's a chance that that won't work for you, but mm. isn't it worth investigating because yes. there's a chance that it will work for you with significantly yeah, yeah. less side effects. And that's right. And the thing is, a lot of people have viewed acupuncture as an alternative therapy, but it doesn't mm. have to be an alternative. It can be an adjunct, mm. as in you can add it on to counseling or drug therapy, and it doesn't interfere with what's happening there. So no. I'm not asking people to say, stop your drugs, come and try acupuncture by any stretch of the imagination. Right. It's both and, and then let's yes. figure out what actually works for you as an individual and what's going to mm. help you more long-term. Now for the people who you're working with, who are specifically trying to use acupuncture for depression or another mental health condition, you said they don't necessarily need to have this weekly for the rest of their life. So what is that right. in your experience about how long is it typically before people are seeing yeah. lasting help and benefit from the acupuncture? Yeah, well, literally um, eight treatments over eight weeks. Uh, most people, are, they're either dramatically better or feeling the improvement. And it's sort of like uh, you mentioned stuck is it's a good word for depression people do feel stuck and mm -hmm. this uh, it, this is about unsticking things like uh, you put the needle in and it helps unblock the whatever the blockage in the energy is so that energy flows and and when that starts to happen people start actually you know uh, bursting into tears or uh, letting off steam by often 
within 24, 48 hours, they'll have a big argument over something trivial, but it's because things have been pent up and blocked for so long. So once people start getting that sort of response, uh, you know they're really shifting. Um, people will often feel calm, you know, even from the very first treatment, they'll walk out feeling calmer and lighter. And, uh, you know, I've had like one patient said that uh, who had had depression for 18 months following a head injury and that she found herself uh, singing in the car on the way home from the tr first treatment. And she said she couldn't remember how long it was that she'd, she had sung out aloud because she said she used to like singing, but uh, that had just suddenly spontaneously came to her. And once you get that kind of shift, you know, that often results in a real permanent sort of change in people. Are there any people that you would say should not consider acupuncture who are dealing mm. with anxiety and depression? Or like, because it doesn't sound like there's any negative side effects from it. Yeah. Or is there anybody yeah. that you would say, yeah, definitely maybe horrible hemophilia? Or, I, I don't know. Is there anybody that you would say uh, yeah, well, you should I, not consider? Yeah. Not really. I always, I always say to patients, I give, or give whatever their problem is, I give that as an option, especially situations where medicine doesn't have a clear answer that this is the treatment for it, standard mm -hmm. treatment. Um, I say, why don't you give acupuncture a go? You know, it, mm -hmm. If you don't like it, I'll take the needle out, the first needle if you don't like it. But, you know, most people, once you put a needle in, they go, oh, is that all there is to it? Mm -hmm. and, and by the end of the first treatment, most people are convinced that it's shifted something. They can feel something happening that's uh, quite unexpected for them. Other than a fear of needles, are there any other mm. things like misconceptions that seem to be holding people back from like when you talk to people about it, that um, that they that they are misunderstanding mm. about acupuncture and how it works that you're having to, like, yeah, yeah. That you have to overcome to get people to give it a try? Yeah, it's just most people. Uh, well, not most people, a fair percentage of people just can't believe that just sticking a needle just under the skin is going to do anything and <laughs> just sort of laugh it off. And I say, just try it and see, you know. Uh, I've had a, uh, there was one woman in the mid 80s and she'd had throat cancer and had to have major surgery and radiotherapy and she was really get, really getting down, uh, you know, the sort of burning pain in the throat all the time. And um, she had, uh, the, this was another patient in the practice of another doctor and she was put on steroids and put on, uh, you know, narcotic opioid painkillers as well as in the end antidepressants to try and help her and i i'd known her for years and i'd just seen her in the waiting room on a number of occasions and say just try the acupuncture why don't you please you know mm -hmm. can't do anything you know make situation worse and uh, and she was quite firm in her belief in the western system but in the end it was getting her so down that she she felt like she was losing it because uh, she was caring for her husband who was many years older than her with dementia and she just couldn't cope. And so I said, look, just let me give you one treatment and see what you think. And and if you're up for it, eight treatments over the next eight weeks. And she says, okay, but that's it. No, no more than that. I said, no more than that. Okay, let's try it. And uh, at the end of the eight weeks, she says, I can't believe it. And I just can't believe that it's actually worked. Uh, she was off the antidepressants, off the painkillers, and uh, just actually felt and looked like she was more in control of her life and happily organising a husband and so on and so forth and back to her usual jovial self. So uh, and she's yeah you know, I've talked to her since and she's still amazed by it. 
that hasn't got any understanding of how the needles could possibly work. But uh, yeah. that's fine. I say that you don't need to know. <laughs> well, it's, when I first heard about EMDR therapy for post-traumatic yeah. stress disorder, I don't necessarily understand how the eye motions mm. make that post-traumatic stress disorder work, but I know mm. it's very well researched and I know it's working. So yes. as I say, I don't need to understand everything about the mechanism. And mm. is, you know, even in the Western scientific community, our understanding yeah. of the brain is infinitesimally small. I think 30 to 40 years from now, they're going to look back at what we're doing today for the treatment of depression. And they're going to, it's going to be like when we were treating people with leeches or yes, different yes. humors. And we're yes. so, it's embarrassing the degree to which we are yeah. just throwing things at people and hoping that they're mm. going to stick and work. Yeah, yeah. Now, how about for like anxiety? Um, is, is acupuncture also shown benefits for people with oh, anxiety? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yes, definitely. I mean, often the anxiety settles down quicker than the, the, than the depression improves. Because, uh, you know, I mean, I mean they're, they're separate conditions, but a fair percentage of people with depression are also anxious. Mm -hmm. So even just uh, relieving that anxiety, which can happen even from the first treatment, they can feel that shift and calmness coming over them. Um, then you're, um, you know, you're on a winner as far as uh, giving them treatments concerned. How about for, is there any... Um, I've used it for... I was going to say I've uh, used it with patients with post-traumatic stress disorder as well with good results. I mean, generally, it's a longer process. I mean, if you just had depression because you had a split up with a partner and mm -hmm. happened a couple of months ago or something, that's a relatively short-based thing. But, yeah, you know, I've had, uh, or thinking particularly of one woman who was in her late 30s and she had had lots of issues of depression and through counselling it came out that she had been sexually abused by her father as a girl. So I was working on her for about two or three years. But in that time, uh, she uh, she ended up going to the police, giving statements, uh, and the police were very sympathetic to her story and um, actually then charged her father and it brought down the whole family against her because the wife of her mother and her sister were dead against this and said that this was not something to talk about and it wasn't true and all of that. And he ended up going to jail for a few years uh, in the end because so, he was convicted. And she said she would never have been able to cope if she wasn't having the acupuncture, that it just helped keep, keep her together during that time. Well, that's, I, I was talking to one of my clients who's a trauma survivor, and uh, mm. it's so difficult sometimes to even begin to open up and process the trauma and therapy. And sometimes we need mm. those, those other, as you're saying, things that are working together with the therapy yes. to help reduce your stress so that you're more able to open up, so that you're less afraid that that, because our stress yeah. can be like a wastebasket that's filling up. And if yeah. whether it's the acupuncture that can help or other means that can help, that can actually aid that person in their mm, counseling mm. sessions. Because if I'm coming into my counseling session a little safer, a little more calm, a little less stressed, yes. I might be able to open up and reveal those yeah, kind of things absolutely. Like what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So it works well with counseling because often during the acupuncture itself, it brings up issues. Uh, people will see things in a different light, like, um, like a third person perspective of themselves. Um, the, if I can relate my own experience, which is the first time I had this form of acupuncture on me and I thought, wow, this is mind-blowing, was um, within a, a five minutes of the treatment starting, I literally felt like I was flying. I could feel these six-foot wings flapping wow. away and, and, and I could see a, a, like a countryside down below 
a couple hundred feet below me and then i saw a whole bunch of people there and then i saw um a couple of people who had been hurt me severely in my life through uh, yeah, marriage marriage difficulties and it was really painful for me it had been some years before but i'd worked very hard on understanding forgiveness and being able to forgive but the thing was when i had the treatment it's like uh, i saw those people in a different light i saw that uh, what they were doing uh, any any hurt to me was a byproduct of their drama and as soon as i recognize that the thought came to my mind it was like i could literally feel my heart open up and this flood of compassion came out of my heart uh, 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 love and compassion and forgiveness for these people for what happened and the, the next moment i saw myself down below and i realized i could see that i wasn't just a regular human being who is equally fallible and uh, and not a, a the perfectionist uh, that i had always seen myself as being i wasn't that perfect and as soon as I, that thought came to my mind, again, my heart opened up with flood and compassion for myself and um, a feeling of you know, love and forgiveness for, for the things that I've done wrong. And as soon as I, that feeling from that treatment has never left me, you know, it permanently changed the way I look at patients uh, when they come in with their problems and that it's uh, just a um, huge shift. That uh, you know, you couldn't possibly be believe that just sticking a few needles in the skin would, would do that. Well, that's but in my experience, people who are able to let go of chronic recurrent mm. depression, it's mm. almost invariably because there's been some life event that's shifted their mm. perspective. Yes. And, you know, now more and more, they're opening up research on psilocybin. They're opening up research on ketamine. Yes, they're opening absolutely. up research on transcranial, transcranial magnetic stimulation. And I'm interested yeah. in all these things. But mm. what, you're, what, what I want the audience to hear right now is acupuncture might be another way, another yes. chance. You're just giving yourself a chance to see life through a new perspective. And it yeah. might not happen for you. But if it does, if it gives you that shift. Mm how what a small investment for what a potentially yes, large totally. and and for those people who are saying yeah i want that new perspective but i'm nervous to try psilocybin okay there might mm, be some good mm. reasons for you to be nervous about that yeah but, so we're talking about a lower side effect threshold yeah 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 i mean uh, you know the number of uh, I, I keep track of these things in medical journals over the years and you know I, there was a case of uh, a poorly trained acupuncturist who uh, i think it was a chiropractor that had needled uh, and punctured both lungs and a patient, oh, <laughs> patient unfortunately died. But, you know, that's just uh, incredibly uh, poor technique. Uh, and, you know, and, you know, the, and that's just like one case in how many years. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've even treated lots of people who are on uh, warfarin for uh, because of they need their blood thinned and yet they don't bleed after the needle. Yeah, know, because it's such a tiny needle. needle. It's very, mm -hmm. very small. Yeah. Now, what should people, if people are looking for a quality acupuncturist, is there anything mm. particular that you would say, you know, if you're doing your research on the person who you're thinking about going to, is there yeah, anything yeah. that would be a good, a green flag, like head toward people like this or a red flag? Like yeah. stay away from people uh, yeah, who are yeah. doing this. Well, people, well, in America, they're generally called uh, licensed acupuncturists. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, in Australia, it's a registered acupuncturist. So there's lots of people who call themselves acupuncturists who have, haven't actually officially learned all the techniques and uh, of doing acupuncture 
So and license. Make sure that make sure they they have their proper yeah. accreditation and that they're yeah, licensed yeah. is a, is a starting the, point. Uh, yeah, and the people I'm training now, I'm certifying them as you know transformational acupuncture practitioners, and uh, on my website stickittodepression.com, they're they're listed there. Uh, I haven't got anybody from the states yet, but I've 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 just trained my first uh, bunch of Canadian acupuncturists. Okay. And I'm just hoping uh, anybody out there who's either an acupuncturist or knows an acupuncturist will send them to my website to check me out. And uh, because it's it's an easy technique for acupuncturists to pick up, but I teach it in a safe way so that uh, I teach them how to uh, to uh, speak the lingo of doctors so that doctors can understand what they're doing and vice versa. And because um, acupuncturists tend to sit in their own world and talk you know, Chinese uh, medical terms, which a, a Western doctor thinks is a load of rubbish. So yeah. I teach them how to communicate and how to rate people's depression and not recognize the red flags when things are going wrong and that sort of thing to make it uh, safe. You, you spoke about the book before. Is the book written mm -hmm. more for people who are practitioners or is it written for people who might be absorbing it as a, you know, as a client or who is Yeah, well, I'm glad you asked because I've written two books. Okay. And they're both called Stick It to Depression, but one is subtitled Another Tool in Your Doctor's Bag, which I've written mm -hmm. for doctors. Okay. And the other one is Get Your Life Back Naturally, which is uh, written for the general public. Okay. So it's very similar content, but just written in a different way and the emphasis is different. So they're both available on Amazon and on my website. Okay. And I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Yeah, here. yeah, yeah. Thanks. One more population, I guess I wanted to ask you about it. Two, a, a population that I've talked about on my program before is pregnant women. Um, because right. a lot of times they are trying to be we weaning off of different kinds of medications. Mm. So have is there any contraindications for pregnant women for using acupuncture? No, no acupuncture is very safe. Um, mm -hmm. The traditional Chinese... Um, masters from ancient times said there were certain points that were forbidden to be used in in pregnancy mm -hmm. but that's only a, a handful of points out of the 360 odd points mm -hmm. involved and um but a recent study is actually they were deliberately needled people <laughs> pregnant women with those points and they didn't pick up that there was any issues so they haven't found any contraindication when, and I think there's a lot of recent research that's saying babies can pick up on the stress of the mother and mm, that can have long-term health effects. So yes. how much more, I, I think one of the things, again, if, for those of you who are listening, we want to think not just about symptom reduction, but also mm. what, are we doing everything we can to be as healthy as we can and as positive as we yeah. can? So if that, if you're a person who is considering this, and especially if you are dealing with pregnancy and all the hormonal changes mm. and everything that goes with that, let's, yeah. you know, you would take those prenatal vitamins, you would do all those other things. Let's make sure mm. we're doing everything we can to not just reduce your stress, but you know, mm. like where I work out, I often see pregnant women coming and working out. And I think that's great because we need mm. to keep those endorphins coming in and all yeah, the ways that we possibly can. How about for age? Yeah, tra treating two for two for the price of one. <laughs> exactly right. They're getting they're they're coming into this world with a little bit more calm. How yeah. about like ages? What's the youngest person you've ever done acupuncture on? Uh, six weeks. Oh my god, really? Yeah, that was uh, if a colic. Okay, so just uh, the mother really was getting quite running. distressed, and the uh, pediatrician said, you know, that it was just colic, and the baby would grow out of it, and uh, and. Yeah, everything would be all right in the end, but she wasn't happy with that because she's got this baby that was crying a lot of the time. And I always use laser acupuncture in this case because um, using a laser light rather than needles. Okay. 
and literally a five milliwatts, which is a very, very low powered laser mm -hmm. uh, and on on points for just literally uh, 10 seconds each and treating the appropriate points. Uh, the baby stopped crying while I was doing the acupuncture. She came back uh, three or four times after that and the baby was fine. And I met the father in the street months later and said that how well the baby was going and uh, that they couldn't believe how well the acupuncture had worked. And they said they didn't know what they would have done if, if the acupuncture hadn't worked. So, you know, that's the youngest. Yeah, well, I mean, there's nothing more stressful than watching your crying child and not being able to help them. And yeah, I think, yeah. you know, so if you can give it, that's a, you know, something I hadn't even considered would be a possibility. How about, how hmm. about any age range, the oldest uh, client that you've worked with or? Uh, well, actually, um, the oldest one I know of is um, one of my Canadian acupuncturists. After the very first uh, workshop, because I run it as a series of eight workshops over eight weeks, um, the, the next day she tried it on a 94-year-old uh, who had chronic pain for 20 years and insomnia as a result of the pain. And she gave her the treatment I recommended that I teach everybody to use to start with as a baseline treatment. And she rang the acupuncturist the next day excitedly saying she was free of pain for the first time in 20 years and she slept all night. And as subsequent to that, she's had further treatments and is doing amazingly well. So 94, wow. we could try for older. <laughs> well, again, it's it, to me and those who are listening can tell I am um, obviously an enthusiast for this. I hope this is something mm. that people will explore. Is there any other message that you want to get out to the people who are listening uh, about just whether it's about acupuncture or just mental health and just yeah, yeah. overall health it's, in general? It's, yeah. Um, well, it's just, just just not to lose hope. There are ways and techniques and people can come into your life. There are things you can do yourself, even if you are on drugs or not. Like, as you mentioned, just a daily walk, even walking first thing in the morning, just set that target to get out of bed. Um, you know, often you just feel like, oh, I don't really want to get out of bed, which is a common situation with depression. But uh, once you do, I, I think once you get back from the walk, you don't regret it. It's mm -hmm. not like you say, oh, that was a waste of time. Yeah. Everybody feels better. And paying attention to diet particularly, which, uh, you know, in this Western world of fast foods and so on, we don't really appreciate that fast foods, uh, well, one, they're quite addictive, and two, um, they actually have been shown to worsen depression symptoms. And I think it's, uh, you know, because there's um, the, the various oils that are used in the cooking and mm -hmm the heaps of sugar and so on, it has uh, inflammatory effects on the brain, I think. So even changing diet can start turning that around. And it's often when you're depressed and you crave certain foods, it's often the foods that you crave are the worst offenders, unfortunately. It's like well, your body's addicted to the stuff. I was talking to one of my clients today who uh, has a problem with binging foods. And uh, mm. so often it's those, those foods that we are craving and binging they give us those mm. quick pops of the sugars and the carbohydrates mm. and mm. things like that but it's because we, we need to find another way to get those needs met to scratch yes. that itch a way that's more yeah. healthy and sustainable and mm. so okay well so you said again your website is stickittodepression.com yep okay and checking out the books there yeah and yeah and uh, and they if they just click on the button that says start here and uh, then they can uh, you know uh, get onto my mailing list and and i'll email them back and have a chat with them about their specific situation. 
Well, Dr. Alex, thank you so much for the time that you spent with us. I'm like very encouraged and excited about what you're representing. Right. And I just hope, please keep me informed if they, there start being practitioners in the United States yeah, who yeah, have really gotten your method. Sure. And I'll spread that out to people. Great. So, Excellent. So for everybody who's listening, remember, do whatever it takes to get you through this world. And until we speak again, you are just not allowed to die.